Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. It's at this point in the program that I usually throw it to Kelly Bidlin for updates on scores. But Kelly in my ear just said, hey, man, uh, I'm making a bet. Could you stall a little bit? So that's what's happening right at this moment. Kelly's making a wager. Kelly, hey, you want to tell us what you're betting on, Kelly? Yeah, I'm hopping in, I'm hopping in on the Knicks. Uh, Anthony Edwards will be out tonight for the Timberwolves, so they will be out. Uh, they will be without Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns as well as D'Angelo Russell. So basically their three big scorers are all out of this game tonight against the Knicks. Uh, yeah, I'm laying five with the Knicks. There's That number is starting to rise here. So You get it in already, though? What's that? Did you get it in already? Yeah, I oh, got okay. it. I'm good. Right. I'm good now. Thank I'm good you. now. All right. Why don't you update the scores then? Yeah, let's do that. Right. See, now i got to get back to that. That's Sorry. Pardon me. It's okay. Apologies. NBA game's going on right now. Bucks all over the Magic. That game is 60-41. Three and a half minutes left in the first half. Live numbers, Bucks 14 and a half and 227 and a half. Sixers up on the Raptors. 55% from three in that game for the Bucks as well. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's going to get you a, That's going to get you a lead more times than not. Unsustainable. 55% from three. The uh, Sixers lead the Raptors 23 to 18, 215 left in the first quarter. Sixers a seven and a half point live favorite, 210 and a half the live total. Uh, heat up on the Wizards, 28-21, to a little uh, under three minutes remaining in the first quarter there. Miami, a 9.5-point live favorite, 213.5 is the live total. In the bowl game going on right now, it is 10-7 to Texas Tech, 418 left in the second quarter. Uh, if you were looking to get in live on this game, Mississippi State still a live betting favorite, laying 4.5 points, and 52.5 is your live total. One hockey game in progress. End of the first period. The Lightning on top of the Canadiens, two to one. Uh, Lightning minus seven hundred live. Montreal plus four seventy five. Seven and a half. Your live total. We're back to ice soccer, huh? So that's back. Kind of, sort of. As long as the Kraken keep losing, uh, I don't really care. Yes, games came back today, but then I just saw something across the yeah. screen that there's ten more games that got postponed in the coming days. Yeah. As long as the crack and keep losing. That's all we, all we care, care about here. Uh, three tips right this second. So if you do want to run and uh, get a bet in that Lakers Rockets game, five and a half or six in favor of the Lakers. That's tipping right now. Knicks and Timberwolves, as Kelly, Kelly just mentioned, that is on the move. So if you want to get on the Knicks, it is now five and a half at most places. And then the Cavs and the Pelicans going down right this second as well. Cavs five and a half point favorites in that one. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, time to find out what Matt Brown has worked on on the guitar. It's Teaser Tuesday. 
that's not me. I would never play something that hard. That's not me. Was it you? I, 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 I thought that take, was you. That's I had to take me. over the guitar. Uh, that was you. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say. So that I, was yeah. That was Kelly on like on like Sony my first guitar right there. Or something I, like right. that. I had to take it over Gil because Matt was so good that right. there, there was musicians coming out of the woodwork oh. saying Matt Brown stole this hot riff from me. Oh, I demand it back. And we were like, all right, fine. We're gonna have to re-record something. <sighs> I should really go to rehearsal. Did we wow. Get, uh, <laughs> big things, man. Did we get a C and D on our last deal. little? Uh, do we get a C and D on the on our last little we, we, we might have gotten a message on YouTube. Okay, I was like, all, right. All, right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll move on then. All right then. Well, well, all right. That happens when you're that good. Yeah. Teaser options in the NFL Week 17. Very short of Stanford Wong teaser legs. In yeah. fact, now with the Colts movement back and forth, they're not really Wongish. No. Anymore. No, there is. They I mean, were. They're, they're six and a half. Yeah, they were seven and a half. They're six and a half now. There's one seven that has popped again. but So we, we can add them to the list of teaser mm-hmm. options that include not really Stanford Wong teaser legs, but just basically tease them down to win the football game. That would include the Colts in their game. Uh, it would also include the Bears against the Giants, six and a half down to, to a half point. Saints against the Panthers. We don't know who's playing quarterback yet for the Saints. Seahawks and Packers at the bottom there, same deal. Seahawks against the Lions, Packers against the Vikings. All these home teams, by the way, when we're talking Bears, Saints, Seahawks, Packers, Colts. Niners 12-and-a-half versus the Texans. Now, the issue with the Niners-Texans is we don't know if it's Jimmy G. Likely to be Trey Lance. Apparently, it is doubtful that it's going to be Jimmy G in this one. And listen, I, you know, I understand the Texans got the outright win over the weekend, over the over the Chargers. And so, that being said, still one of the better landing spots for Trey Lance for him to come in. And if he does have to get the start here, I think that that's probably too many points um, for them, if anything. <laughs> you know, it's like I would not do this, but if I had to, I would, just, I would go the other way probably with the, with the Texans as opposed to, to going down on the 49ers. Which brings up a point that I think Kelly and I telepathically would like to bring up. Your greatest bet of all time. Not just this year. I'm shaking in my boots. Not just this season, but of all time, was your Texans under season win total pre-flop. What did you get? Five and a half, five and? And then fewest. That that one's done. The fewest wins is done now. Okay. For for sure. Under five and a half, under five. Matt, you described this as your favorite bet of all time. And here they are sitting. And then the Chargers battling for a playoff spot go and lose outright this week. I don't care if Austin Eckler was on the COVID list. I don't care if Mike Williams was on the COVID list. You beat the Texans. Why are you looking at me? Oh, man, because you loved the Chargers earlier in the year, and then this is just like, you golly. I, I barely did anything with NFL betting this past weekend, but Gil just watching, but laugh. that, watching that score, I was like, Dying. I, I, just hand in my face, poor Matt Brown. I don't even, I, I wouldn't want to be in the same area. And now I might get right a now. backup, and now I might get a backup quarterback for the 49ers. <laughs> like, I might get a backup quarterback for the 49ers. You might get the single wing in yeah. Trey Lance. Oh, boy. If the Texans win that game, your level of frustration would be at an all-time high for preseason. I don't even have to finish my sentences anymore. Yes. That's that's exactly what it would be. Yeah. At an all-time high. And I think I speak for Kelly when I say this, and we repeat what we said earlier. We don't want you to lose this bet, but we are tickled by the sweat of this. Yes. For sure. And you know what would be even better? Oh, no, it's, it's what, getting and here's what it's would getting be, Here's what would be even better in this, is they lose this one, so then now I'm, I'm pushing on one of the bets at best, and then... 
Gil's Super Bowl Titans are going to lose in week 18, and then I'll lose the whole bet. And then I'll lose the whole bet. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and then I'll lose the whole thing. <laughs> they get to happen. six wins somehow, this team. Do you think the Chargers, oh. going back to your, your nemesis, the Chargers, I was asking uh, random questions about the playoffs this mm. morning of Drew, and one of them was, who's the, who's the team that you can, you, first of all, there was the, who's the team that you can't wait to bet against, right? Mm-hmm. The standard question when they get to the postseason. But who's the team that you could see the most varied outcomes from? And I think the Chargers, are the Chargers that team where you could see them getting absolutely smoked, but they also have the makeup of a team that could give the Chiefs or whoever they're, not, the, not that they're going to play the Chiefs, but you get what I'm saying. Like they right. played the Chiefs the other Thursday night. They could give anybody their run for their money. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It, but only, the only problem with the Chargers team is I don't think they can string together three in a row. No, no, no. And that's the thing. Well, that's, that's why I don't look crazy. at them as, a, a, yeah. as like an actual serious contender no. because that defense is just so bad. I mean, they, they just cannot, they can't, they couldn't stop the Texans this past week, you know? And I mean, it's just, it's without Brandon Cooks uh, also. That happened without, without their only player that was above replacement level. Was Fairbairn playing? <laughs> D- Davis Mills looked like it was Joe Montana out there yeah. going up against this team. Back to the teasers. Yeah, back to the teasers. Sorry. Sorry about that. That was a tangent. We I, went off on a I tangent. I might have started that. It's okay. What do you like here? Nothing. I don't either. Like, yeah, I don't trust the Bears. I don't trust the Saints. I don't trust the Seahawks. I don't even trust the Packers against the Vikings. Can we talk about that for a second because I wasn't here yesterday? The, the Packers went over the Browns, Ugh. courtesy of four Baker Mayfield interceptions. And yes, the fourth one was probably a hold on Rasul Douglas, but he would have thrown a fourth elsewhere that landed in the chest of a uh, Packers defender. <clears throat> Pardon me. And they're doing it without half their offensive line, the Browns. And the Packers have to endure, with all of that, still a final drive to win that football game. Was one of your takeaways from that game that the Packers may not be all they're cracked up to be? Well, you know, we talked about in the preview heading into this game that that defense that we had, like, propped up so much at the beginning of the year had started to show some cracks along the way. And then you now start to see this deal where a couple of different times there have been these jaw-dropping throws and and the connection between Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is still awesome. Like, I mean, he had 10 catches in the game. He had two touchdowns. But... Man, there are times where if he's not open and they've got to move the ball with other people, and I understand MVS was out of this game with with COVID issues and things like that, but, I mean, those are things that we just have to deal with moving forward. We're going to have to understand there's going to be players in and out of lineups all over the place. Did you just go with MVS for Marquez Val- Valdez-Scantling? Yes. Wow, Everybody wow. knows him like wow. that. Come on, Gil. That's yeah. your best since EVR. <laughs> and, and Eric Van Royen. <laughs> and then the other thing, which, again, I understand, you know, you get the good stuff at halftime and it is what it is, but – the, the, if you're a Packers fan, if you're long on the Packers, seeing Aaron Rodgers get his foot stepped on oh, and then limping around yeah. like an 85-year-old man <laughs> in that game sure, like has to at least give you a little bit of pause because, I mean, that was like – it was not – It was that was not like the fake – you know how sometimes these NFL guys like want to want a fake limp to kind of show you like, oh, I'm – I'm playing hurt. Like, no, no, no. Those That was real old man. Like, because he was limping even on the sidelines. He was walking along the sidelines to get to the bench and stuff. Like, that was actual real tons of pain. Yeah, he took, he took a big lineman yeah. step right on his already hurt toe that he's yeah. been playing through. It totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. That team is, 
I, I, that game was weird because it, it did almost. I hate to, we, we always hate to boil things down to this so, so simplistic, but it li- it felt like two different halves, right? It felt like the Packers almost came out in the second half and were like, "Well, this game's done. It's in the bag. We got it." And it was like they almost let it get away from them completely because Browns running the ball all over them. I mean, it was six yard run, eight yard run, nine yard run. They couldn't stop them at all. Luckily, the the clock finally ran out basically. Yeah. And, and we put these up here because you know this is our our weekly segment here. And so we, we want to talk about this stuff, but just as a a little bit of a a, a little bit of a kind of a disclaimer here, if, if you're looking at these six and a halves, just be sure and plug in the money lines yes. first Good point. to see some of them. Sometimes it won't work. Sometimes it's still better to play the teaser, but like it, it plug in the money lines first and see if you get a better than Without better parlay. Yeah. Yeah. I do trust the Colts tease down at the Jaguars. That'd be the one I trust. Whether that's Carson Wentz or Sam Ellinger, by the way, I would trust that. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back, of course, if it's Sam Ellinger, it won't be in this line. Coming back, Coach of the Year odds next. Vison's primetime action. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget our podcasts. They are a plenty. Look at those right there. VSIN best bets. Uh, follow the money. Coast to coast hoops. Beating the book with me, Gil Alexander. Uh, you'll see at the bottom there the Lombardi line also. Um, Market Watch with Josh Applebaum. The wide world of wine garden. It's all at VSIN.com slash podcast. And Matt, they are free. Do you know what's not on there? Anything with my voice. <laughs> Nothing. It's not on there. No, none with my voice. Birdies with Brown and Bidlin coming soon. Is it? No, but it sounded good. Oh, right? that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> why, well, seriously, why don't you guys do that? Uh, we should. We should. Maybe we will. We should. Maybe maybe we will. Maybe, who knows? Kick it who knows? Although there might be some inter. inter uh, yeah, I don't want to say. We don't want a turf war here mm, with long Yeah, shots. we don't want okay. turf war. Uh, don't so want turf war. Don't, don't want a turf war. Did a Mississippi State just commit a turn? Oh, boy. Mississippi State with 31 seconds left in the half. Mississippi State just stopped Texas Tech. It was a ten, it's a 10-7 game, and they muffed the punt. 
I guess they muffed it if he touched it. He did. And so Texas Tech in business at the 10-yard line now, trying to add to their three-point lead, closing stages of the first half. By the way, one last thing about that, a uh, couple last mm-hmm. things about that uh, Browns-Packers game. So, one, it occurs to me that so the Browns end up with a cover. I know they could have won the game at the end on that last drive, but they end up with a cover largely. I would say the key play of that game or the key event was, if you recall, it was a fourth and 22 at the Brown, excuse me, at the Packers 43 with about nine minutes left. The Browns were down nine. And Kevin Stefanski was going for it. Going for it. I was, like, on, I was on my mom's couch yelling at them, like, what is going on what, right like, now? What are you doing? There's nine minutes left. You're just fourth and 22, dude. I get it. You want to go for this, but you got to punt. And he was prepared to go for it. If they go for it, likelihood is they don't get it. And it very well could have been a Packers cover. Instead, a phantom false start that nobody saw makes it fourth and 27. Then Stefanski's like, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should punt the ball. Yeah, it was. And they end up stopping uh, him and getting the ball back. Yeah, I, I again, I mean, it, it, all they do is prove me wrong. I say it every week with this Packers team. It's like, if you could just triple team Devontae Adams, at some point in the playoffs, it seems like this team should be able to be picked off, right? I mean, we saw the Ravens triple team him. I mean, the Ravens just weren't good enough. To, to get it done, they end up, you know, end up uh, uh, losing on the two-point conversion. But they triple-team him, and they, they did. I mean, like, he only had seven targets, and there were just not enough windows for Aaron Rodgers to throw into. Because trust me, if there was even a window, he'd still targeted him. He still would have thrown it. There, it. It wasn't there. So it just makes me wonder. There has to be a team at some point in the playoffs who goes, if Lazard beats us, if, if Valdez Cantley beats us, then so be it, you know? One more sports We're talk. We're going to sell out. Let's yeah. just sell completely out on it. You would think. Yeah. So far, we haven't seen it. What, one more sports talk radio thing from that from that game. The Baker Mayfield thing. Baker Mayfield, in his fifth year next year, is set to make $18.5 million. That's the big salary bump for him. That's guaranteed. But the Browns have to make a choice here, right? And they'll get one more year of watching him. Do you really anticipate a big improvement from what you're saying? From... From the Akron Beacon Journal today, it said that the Browns are highly likely to bring in competition for Baker Mayfield in 2022. All right. Because yeah. they probably are not sold. Because I, I used to say this about the Rams when they had Jared Goff, that you were you were stacked everywhere else. Be the first team to just turn over your quarterback. It would make people's heads explode. They didn't. They signed him to a nine-figure deal. They got bailed out by the Stafford trade after Goff had regressed. I really think the Browns should consider doing that. I mean, we know, we don't know. We're better than, way better than a coin flip that if we heard the rumors last offseason, Russell Wilson's going to force his way out of Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's going to force his way out of Seattle. That would be a, that would be an instant upgrade, instant whatever. So then at that point, you need one wide receiver. You just need one one wide receiver. The defense is already there. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to touch the defense. It's already there. Like you just have to pray for health and that we don't get the, you know, the nineteenth variant of COVID next year or whatever it is, and like all this stuff. So the, the defense is already there. You need a quarterback. You need one wide receiver. That's it. The so offensive like, line it, is beautiful. Couldn't you say that about anywhere that Russell Wilson goes? Like if he went to New Orleans, same oh, thing. Yeah. right? you'd be like, oh my god, all they need is you know, it's it. He's such a quick fix for. 
I mean, he's that, I mean, he's that good of a quarterback, yeah. too. Right? I mean, the, he, sorry, but he's dealt with injuries this year. I mean, it's been a different year for him this year. I, Not diminishing I, your point at all, just saying he right, would Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think the Browns one is interesting because I am so like, like, Gil, you've always brought this up, and I'm so sold on it these days, too, where it's like you can't you can't overpay these quarterbacks that are going into that, into that second contract, and you don't know if they're good enough to win you a Super Bowl or not, but the problem is it's everything we've had just laid out, right? It's you have everything if you maybe added another wide receiver or two more weapons around him. Is that enough to get there? Like, I kind of think it is. I don't think Baker Mayfield's that bad. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't have a problem at all if they blew if they blew that whole situation up. The problem is, do you waste years then of maybe that defense? Or do you waste, you know, an opportunity when no, the defense is They have to try to win good? next year. They have to try to win next year. They have to do it yeah. next year. That's and your, it's your window. It is... It is again. They are a quarterback and a wide receiver away. That's they. They need. They need an alpha receiver and they need a quarterback. And then that is it. You don't have to touch this team after that. So I mean, it is. It is going to be very interesting to see what they do. But I cannot imagine that it's going to be going to be Baker Mayfield. Going going back to that. I mean, like, look. You know what's going to happen. I mean, not that he's better than Baker Mayfield, but you know, Garoppolo is going to be on the move for sure. I mean, they're they'll have to go to Lance next year, so he's going to be out there. You'll get a. You'll get a, we assume, healthy Jameis Winston that's going to be back out there, who, by the way, was competent for the Saints in the early part of the season. So he would be out there as well. I mean, there, there'll be other people kind of floating around that you wouldn't have to actually trade for. But, yeah, it's going to be you know, Gardner Minshew, another guy that, you know, if you believe that he could be better than, than Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield has been just perfectly league average. The, the yeah. issue, as always, with all of this, and again, this gets to NFL economics, where it's like the cruel trick of the NFL is, again, it's you're either overperforming on a rookie deal or you're a Hall of Famer. It's how you win a Super Bowl. It's kind of tried and true. Really, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, early part of the century, are the last to really do it that way. Again, Nick Foles was a replacement for Carson Wentz, so not really the same thing. But the cruel trick of the NFL is, after the rookie deal, really before you know if most of these guys are going to be you know, generationally great or great for the better part of a decade or more, you're forced to make this epic financial decision. And so Kirk Cousins in Washington, right? Same thing. We don't really want to pay this guy long term. We'll just do it. You know, Kirk Cousins bet on himself year to year. We'll franchise him. By the way, franchise now is like 30 million-ish kind of thing if they were if the Browns were to sign Baker Mayfield top five contracts uh, averaged. And you know, that's that's the problem. The Cowboys decided Dak Prescott is our guy. Uh, the Vikings then decided that Kirk Cousins was worth a big contract. But the point is, is that teams like Washington with Cousins, like the Cowboys with Prescott, like the Rams with Goff, and now the Browns with Mayfield, have to make this decision without really having full information. Right. And I know four years is five years is a long time to get information. It's still not enough time for some of these guys. It's to not. It and then that's where I'm kind of stuck. Like, I don't I don't know what the right call is with that team. And it's it's but I it's just you do. You need a guy on a on a on, a, on that rookie contract or a guy who's a who is a going to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Like you say it all the time. Gil. It's like it feels like that's the only way you win these days. They. Yeah, they better. The Browns, though, they better just. I mean, even if he says no and laughs in their face, they better offer the most ridiculous contract to Devontae Adams on the face of the planet. Make him say no. Like, just make him say no. If you had Devontae Adams as your one, now you have this awesome possession receiver 
in Jarvis Landry. And then you have – now if Donovan Peoples-Jones becomes your number three, so he's like now just the guy that streaks down the field and, and keeps people honest and stuff and things like that, that is an incredibly different look for this team. But if you're if you're Devontae Adams, aren't you calling up Aaron Rodgers and saying, where are you going? Are you staying or are you going? <laughs> and if you are going, I'm going with you. And if you are staying, I am staying right here. <laughs> I, I would think that's yes. exactly what he's doing because – How could you play with anybody else? Yeah, how could you? I it depends on Green Bay can afford him because he is going to make serious money. Serious, serious But even – and I know I know we don't see a lot of guys taking less money all the time, but, like, don't you think they would they would both feel that way? You know what I mean? Like, these guys – it's like he could close his eyes and throw the ball out to him in it's double amazing. coverage, and it seems to make it work. It's ridiculous. Uh, the uh, the I, other other quick note here of the games that we were – of these games we were talking about, just for people in DraftKings jurisdictions – this 49ers line against the Texans is still at 13. It is at 11 and a half here in Vegas at a couple of the different books, one of them being Circo, where we know what kind of clientele that they kind of cater to as well. Um, I thought, I mean, 13 with Trey Lance, I don't care if it is the Texans, seems like a lot and seems like too many. Do you like Just Ky- saying. Do you like Kyle Shanahan's comment? This is the best month of practice oh, of Trey Lance has ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? I laid five at Circa with the Knicks tonight, so yeah, that's what kind of clientele they deal with, Kill okay? Very nice. Big time. Did you like uh, Drew's play on the Nuggets, plus the eight, against the Warriors? Yeah, I do, actually. That was What's funny is I was looking at that game earlier, um, not not really at the side. <laughs> I wanted to do something with Jokic, because with Draymond out tonight, I thought it'd be a good opportunity, but he's been on such fire recently. His PRA was like 49 and a half or something. It's just a number you can't play over. But if it, if it was anything, I probably would play that side. All right. Draymond is a thing, that's for sure. Uh, Coach of the year. Yeah, we'll bump it to next segment. That's what we do around here. Yeah, National Football League. Next, this is actually pretty fascinating. Coming back. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action. Do not forget to sign up for a play card debit MasterCard. Get paid faster than paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms of cost apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA. Member FDIC. Moving money in minutes. <laughs> Moving money in minutes. Just like it says right there on the screen. There we go. All right. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Let's look at the odds to win the National Football League Coach of the Year. Two weeks left in the season. And I really do believe that this is up for grabs. Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers. Best record in the NFL? He's your short shot for Coach of the Year. Look at the odds on the right are from December 1st. These are today's here on December 28th. So a nearly four-week difference. He's gone from 6-1 to one to plus 175. Frank Reich, the biggest mover of them all, with the exception of Brian Flores at the bottom of the screen, 25-1 to one at the beginning of the month, all the way to 3-1 to one for the Colts. Zach Taylor's at plus 750, so's Bill Belichick, and then the double-digit parade begins with Mike Vrabel at 12-1. to 1. Let me ask you about a couple guys. Well, first of all, do you think Matt LaFleur is justified being the short shot? Yeah, because of, I mean, look, at the end of the, we were talking about this several, several weeks ago where we were just looking and we were going like, I mean, yeah, it's the, there's the Aaron Rodgers situation, but then you also look and with the way that, there have been all of these teams that have gone out and laid these eggs. And now whether we believe that the Packers are in it for the long haul or not, whether we think that some team ends up sniping them in the playoffs when it's all said and done, 
they have they've just continued to go out and get it done, you know. And, and winning close ones is still winning, and it's not losing. And we've seen some of these teams go out and just lose outright to to inferior teams, and they haven't done that so far. And so, I think that it is certainly justified. That being said, I mean, it, I don't know what he if what he's done is more impressive than what, let's say, Zach Taylor has done, or let's say what even Bill Belichick to this point still has done, right? I mean, again, we were we were not looking at these teams as these teams being in the situations that they're in right now. Right. Whereas the Packers, yeah, we all, we thought we had bets on the Vikings because that we thought we had Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming. Like yeah. We didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. When Aaron Rodgers... We were betting decided, on that possibility yeah, at least. When Aaron yeah. Rodgers came back, then yes, of course, it was the Packers were the favorite to do what they were doing in that division, and that's what it was, right? And so, you know... I think you look at these other teams where it's like they were not they were not even in the realm of possibility of being in where they're where they are currently. And so I don't know. That's to me, that's where I would lean, but I understand I'm not a voter and they don't care what I have to think. No, but I mean I think that's the thing about which makes it interesting. So earlier I asked you if the Dolphins were to win out and understanding that they have two tough games. They're at the Titans, then they play the Patriots. But if the Dolphins were to win those two games. Brian Flores and the Dolphins will have won nine straight and will be in the postseason. They control their postseason destiny. You said you don't think that would make him the coach of the year. Right. Okay, let's take the Mike Vrabel example. If Mike Vrabel and the Titans win their last two and the Chiefs lose to the Bengals this week, the Tennessee Titans will be the number one seed in the AFC and they will have done so with about six weeks of football, four weeks without both Henry and A.J. Brown, and then, what is it, eight, nine, ten weeks without Derrick Henry, not to mention the Julio Joneses in and out of the lineup of the world, that kind of thing, and half their offensive line. Wouldn't that, forget what you, th- I guess there's the what you think people would vote on or what would truly be coach of right. the year credentials. I think that would truly be coach of the year credentials. I don't know that people would see it that way. I, what you said is, is well, yeah. so like, that's why I come when I'm kind of saying like where do we think these teams were going to be and then then also where do you look at at, at the obstacles they had to overcome yeah, of along course the way. Yeah. yeah along the way right and so like those are the I think those are the two different I think those are the two different things that I look at in a market like this whereas okay where do we think the Bengals are going to be not where they're at where do we think the Patriots are going to be not where they're at look at the obstacles that Vrabel and the Titans had to overcome like all that stuff is more impressive to me than yeah. what Matt LaFleur and, and, and also by the way, and then I understand it's 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 the the talent is a different level, but the one game he didn't have Aaron Rodgers out there. Yes. With with Jordan Love, they looked like a B level they look like a B level squad. Hundred percent. So and, I think yeah, I think that we talked about this every time we talked about this market, we talk about is there a possibility that there's voters to through some of the things that happened the offseason that might just not want to stay that might want to stay away from this Green Bay team almost entirely with some of these awards more award markets. And I think I think that's a possibility. I think I, I might be a little biased because I have a ticket on this on Belichick. I, I think Belichick at plus seven fifty or a better number than that is a great bet on this board still. I think the, I think they are going to be, I think voters will be tripping over themselves to try to give it to Bill Belichick with a rookie quarterback getting this team into the playoffs regardless of whether they win the division or not. But with getting getting go, Doing all this with a rookie quarterback when we thought they were, this was a team that wasn't going to do anything at the beginning of the year. I, I did say before the season that if they made the playoffs as a wild card, Belichick will get all this, the, you know, 
sympathetic vote, yeah, if you will. I think it's still fair. And they control their playoff destiny. They don't control the division destiny, but they control their playoff destiny still. So, and it, we didn't mention Reich. And look, it's it's kind of the same thing. I mean, that, this team was kind of left for dead at the beginning of the year. Everyone thought that they were completely they were completely done, and, and they fought back and fought their way into where it's currently the, the the five seed. Which you know we'll see how the rest of the, the the season plays out. I just think the the Colts. No matter what I think about Carson Wentz, that's not a sentiment that everybody has about yeah. Carson Wentz or whatever. So like the the talent for the Colts was always there, right? It was. It, I don't like Carson Wentz. There are people who do like Carson Wentz. And so that was always there as to where, you know, seeing them start to win games and all that, it's like, well, they probably were just underperforming at the beginning of the year where they should have been winning games, you know, along the way. So I just like, I like Taylor Belichick Vrabel much more than LaFleur and Reich, but that's maybe just the way that I look at this no, I, award, I, right? I agree. I, you know, uh, uh, it'll be seriously, if I knew the answer to this question, I would know who to, who I would bet on. Yeah. If I knew that over half the voting body of this award was watching the in-season hard knocks on the Indianapolis Colts, because that is a built-in propaganda machine for Frank Reich, if I knew over half were watching that, he'd be my bet. I don't know that information, though. This is one of those. Some of these award markets, like, you'll hear us talk about on this show, and some of these award markets we don't really ever bet. Some some of them we love betting. This is one I actually I love betting because – it's kind of every year you kind of see that there's three, four, five guys like we're talking about right now that you can make a case for, and that which means you're usually going to get longer odds than mm. you know the guy ends up winning. So I mean, I I had Stefanski last year. He ended up winning. I cashed a ticket on that. I didn't think I had a chance on it. Like when the you know when that season ended, I thought Stefanski was going to finish second, third, fourth in that voting. So. Mm. I don't know. That that's the only reason I would say if I was going to bet this today, I'm not betting Lafleur. Take one of these longer shots because you've we've sat here now for five minutes drawing a line to how each one of these guys could win it. And I do think you could take a shot on a, a seven to one or a, you know something like that and easily get home with it. What's what's equally fascinating is who is not on this list. Cliff Kingsbury has disappeared. Right, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury has disappeared off this list. He was one or two in this a couple weeks ago. I do think he's like thirty to one. He's like one of the next names down, but still, to All your right. point, yeah. Sean McDermott nowhere to be found. Buffalo Bills look like they're on their way to winning the AFC East. Also nowhere to be found. The current team that's the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Andy Reid nowhere to be found. So it's interesting. It's just expected. Right, you but know? isn't it – so that's why the Matt LaFleur yeah. thing is interesting, right? right? Because, well, Andy Reid, we knew that was going to happen. Matt LaFleur, uh, we knew it was going to happen, but I don't think you've won this before. So you're plus 175 kind of thing? It, it is wild. Andy Reid is 60 to 1. Yeah, I like, mean, <laughs> the best team in the conference. You are 60 a, to 1. A lot of this doesn't make any sense at all, right? Like, there's no world where Matt LaFleur should be plus 175 and Andy Reid 60 to 1. And then and – then, and again, it's because – where do people give credit and what do they think about it? So McCarthy way down at 25 to one, right? Like the predictions as to who to, who was going to win that division were all oh, over the place. Yeah, I mean, like there were, were people, there were people who had every single team in that division winning that division and they're moonwalking to winning it and, and already locked up a, already locked up a playoff spot and sit currently in the number two spot, which by the way, if 
Green Bay were to trip and fall somewhere along the way, the Cowboys could get the number one overall seed in the NFC, and yet 25 to 1 on McCarthy is because we don't give him credit. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's not defense and Dan Quinn, and whatever. You know, it's just where do we give credit for all of this stuff where really, for LaFleur, probably the credit is just Aaron Rodgers. That's what I wonder because we were talking about yeah. this a little in baseball, right? Where we were like, oh, in the MVP, we think it's going to be between. Uh, Soto and Howard, but like, what if a Brandon Crawford, who's nowhere on this betting board, ends up like getting votes? Brandon Crawford ended up three, third or fourth or something like that. With this, I just wonder how accurate the betting market really is. Like, do we really think this is accurate? To your point, like, the plus 750s, like, you almost can't bet LaFleur or Reich at these numbers. You would have to do plus 750 or longer because I think those are the only bets to make at this point. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I don't think I'll you tell can. you what, we've made pretty compelling cases for all of these yeah, other guys. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? I mean, we've at least I done that. I think so. I think Flores has a line. Vrabel has a line. Belichick, sentimental. Zach Taylor has a line. I mean, it, it's unlikely. But if they beat the Chiefs this week and then and then close it out with – I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals will be 11-6 and six on the season. There ain't nobody that predicted them 11-6. Especially because all of us, myself included, used to kill him. Yeah. Used to kill Zach Taylor. Yeah. The word I used to use was he looks bewildered <laughs> on the sidelines. Um, much more to talk about. Let's talk about the AFC East. We haven't gone through that. New England in between the Bills and the Dolphins. We'll look at that next. Beeson's primetime action. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Let's take a uh, peek at the AFC East, shall we? Uh, Bills and the Patriots tied in these standings, but the Bills have the tiebreaker by virtue of a better division record. So Bills win out. They are your AFC East champs. Remember, the Bills and Patriots split this year. Dolphins game behind, uh, and they've got the toughest road to hoe, if you will. Dolphins just worried about making a playoff spot and just not getting knocked out of that, quite frankly. Um, They've got at Tennessee and home against New England. But as far as the Bills, home Falcons, home Jets. 
minus 700 reflects that. Patriots, home Jags at Miami, plus 550 would be nice, but the reason it's plus 550 is because of that Bill schedule. Yeah, and and the thing that we've, we've talked about with this Bill's team is they've been awesome bullies. They're like the Best one ever. of the better bully teams in the NFL. And these bad teams that they play against, they just go in and destroy them. And, uh, you know, that spread this week in that game against the Falcons, I looked at it, and, I mean, I understand it's sitting up there at, at 14. It's two touchdowns. If that game was – if that game was – 42 to 10, that would not surprise me in the least bit, right? I mean, Falcons hung around there for a while, but now, you know, absolutely nothing to play for. They don't have a lot of talent as it is anyway. And so, yeah, it would not surprise me if the Bills just destroyed. So, yeah, it makes makes perfect sense. And then the Jets – are are the Jets? I mean, the Bills are gonna gonna win out here. So since we don't have it's much, priced appropriate. Yeah, since we don't have much to discuss in this, can I just since we were talking about the mm-hmm. Falcons here, who the Bills play? Um, let me stray into a little Survivor talk here for a second. Circus Survivor is a six million dollar pool. There's five entries left. Yeah, they're they if they're, they're chopping it. <laughs> no, they sure. they're not because three of those five still have either the Chiefs or the Bucks available, which is a bonus million. So if you have one of those, you may not be willing to chop with the two people who don't. Well, what I was getting at with the Falcons was. Wait, a bonus million? Wait. Yeah, if you use the Chiefs or the Bucks, one of the two Super Bowl teams from last year. That's like a rule built in at the beginning? From the beginning. Not, in the last rule of the, of the, of the okay. thing, week 18, week 20 for the purposes of the contest, you get a seventh million if you were to win it all. Man, you real confident if you play in Survivor and well, doing that. So this is what I was getting at. So this past week, there were three games you know, leading up to Christmas that constituted one week. It was a Christmas quirk. And nine people, excuse me, eight people who had the Packers, luck for their sake, fortunately got through. And then one person had the Titans. Then it went from nine to five on Sunday. and Because of the Chargers. Five people had the Chargers available. Four took them. One person who had the Chargers available thought was, was a little shaky with them and was like, you know what, I'm going to take the Eagles instead. So he's one of the five that got through. But so three Eagles got through, and here's what I'm getting at from this. Two Falcons got through. So there were two people who staked their whole survivor entry on the Atlanta Falcons against the Detroit Lions. And by the way, if you saw that game, that came down to a a ridiculous Tim Boyle pick at the 10-yard line to end that game. Where you just, if you had the Falcons and either of those two, either of those two people had the Falcons, you have to think the universe is just guiding you. There's no rhyme or reason to that pass. But one of the one of the people that had the Falcons took the Falcons instead of taking the Bengals, and they had all the information that the Bengals were going to be seven-point favorites, that Huntley wasn't going to go. And here was the kicker. One of them, the other Falcons entrant, took the Falcons over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, massive favorites because they're saving, got to be saving the Bucks for that last week. It's incredible. Or, you know, or I mean, that are you, I mean, the Bucks were going into that game. Yeah, that's true. With that's true. You didn't know what you were going to get. I mean, look, that's true. In, in hindsight, Antonio Brown steps right in and yeah. ten catches over hundred yards. It was like he never missed, skipped a beat. But you didn't really. I mean, you didn't really know, right? I mean, it, it would have fair. It would have been mildly concerning for me, anyway. Yeah, as I, to how I think that was going to play. I think he's just saving it for week the final yeah. week. But you're you're right. There there is that. But I've been just saying either way to take the Falcons. Yeah. Onions. I mean, saving, I mean, you know, listen, they're the ones that are still in, not me. 
saving a team for whatever that is the most ridiculous thing in the like but, but on I'm, the face of the planet. Let, but, let me yeah, let but, me just say this: you're corrected. You're the first thing you said. I agree with you completely. I'm just about the chop. Yeah. If I had the Chiefs or the Bucks still available for not this week but next week, I would not care less. I'd be like, let us all chop this up now. Oh, totally. Yeah. Seven figures in hand. Yes. One point two million. Yeah. Like that's like I can't even I can't even comprehend the the confidence you have in yourself to try to not only p- play Survivor, win Survivor, and win Survivor without using one of those two teams all year long. But see, here's the here's here, here's the other thing that throws into this, which is why this is even more important to take the money. It doesn't matter if you have the Chiefs, and it doesn't matter if you have the Bucks. Because you don't know what that team is going to look like in week 18 when you go to play them anyway. Because, yeah, we understand that it's like this five-day thing now, but that still still means you would have to test positive at the beginning of the week in order to make it back. On a, we've seen guys go on on a Friday. We've seen guys get go on on a Saturday on the list and not be able to play. So you're sitting there like, oh, I've got Patrick Mahomes in Week 18. I'm going to take this home, and then Patrick Mahomes pops pops or, on on a Saturday or, or a even beyond that. The Chiefs or the Bucks have nothing to play for the final yeah. week. That's possible too. So it's very possible. So yeah, I mean, now the only thing that would so it's it's either if there's no chop, it's either one of those people getting greedy with the seventh million, or it's one of these five people, now wait for it, who are thinking to themselves, this is all me. I am responsible for getting myself all through these weeks. I am just that good at this. Um, that's all there is to it. Instead of having the humility yeah. of realizing that the sun is just shining on you. Because honestly, that's what this comes down to. Yeah, yeah you, did, you did it, but you've had your breaks. And to think that it's, yeah, I'm just speculating, but why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's somebody who's thinking to they're like, well, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make six figures on this regardless because you're in a fantastic hedge position at this point. So if you're gonna go and you know make six figure bets on these next two weeks or something like that, but even that, that's whatever. easier said than done. Like, how yeah. many people do you think have the the means to do that? Yeah, I mean, I I would imagine you could find someone who would help you help you out a little bit. Like I said, I mean, I mean, so what is of the teams that are left? I mean, it's going to be, I mean, they're going to play. Oh, this week you're talking? Yeah. Okay. I, so I know a little bit about that. No. So let's take the biggest favorites on the board. Nobody has the Colts. Let's take them yeah. first. Nobody has the Colts available. Nobody has Buffalo available. Nobody has New England available. So of the five remaining people, Two have San Francisco available, but now they have to deal with the whole Trey Lance thing. And then there's the one person who is saving Tampa Bay, I guess. So, and that's, those are of the big favorites. Once you go down from the teams I just mentioned, then you're dealing with the Saints and the Bears of the world, right? The six and a half point favorite kind of things. So... You know, by the way, did Mississippi State just bought, just fumble a punt return? They sure did. They were going to have the ball in plus territory and a fumble oh, at boy. Texas Tech re- regains the football. And, and that's what, like, you're, are you that confident going to, like, I don't know, the Bears as well, a that, favor this Well, week, that's what right? I mean. So think about that. Two of those remaining five don't have any of the big favorites available. They're, they're stuck with taking the Saints or the Bears or some team like that. 
Oh man! But I, again, nobody has the Colts, nobody has the Bills, nobody has the Patriots. Two have the Niners, one has the Bucks. If I was involved in this, I'd be like, I'd be like running to each person individually and like be going through the scenarios of how they would lose. Like, so we should chop, right? Let's chop. Let's chop. <laughs> like well, calling everybody. And it should be it should be pointed out that Circa has nothing to do with the chop themselves. Right. They could only facilitate right. contact yeah. between same, the five people. Like in a poker tournament, yep. you know, yeah. like like same deal, you know. That's the thing. It's like you could you could play the Niners and more power to you, but it's like I wouldn't want to live through that. Rookie yeah. quarterbacks, interesting scenario. There's you know, sometimes they look great, sometimes it look like Ian Book this past week, you know. I think Mississippi State got lucky there. I think the return man had a knee on the ground. We'll see. What would you, if you had the Niners available? If you're one of the two with the Niners available, do you play them? Well, three three don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying like hell to chop out for sure. Oh like, yes, yeah. but if but let's say but that, if I had say, to play it out, let's say Kelly's in it and Kelly's this dude who thinks it's all him, baby, and Kelly's like, I'm not chopping. Then you're stuck because it takes unanim, uni, unanimity. Yeah, I mean, you're getting five to one on the Texans money line or six to one here at. Six to one here. What could go wrong? So it's like what you could know, possibly what could go, go wrong. wrong? <laughs> you you bet the forty ers You put fifty thousand dollars on the Texans, and then you just yeah, you know yeah. That's how you play it. it yeah, you're, you're not going to come away empty-handed. That's yeah. for sure at this point. Like, like what you're saying though. Like I don't like if it's so hard for so many people to be like, let me get a hundred grand out of the bank right now. It's like, uh, that is very it's not, difficult it's not relatable to, to most people. Right. And they don't necessarily have friends that could do it for them either. So anyway, it's fascinating. Anyway, long story short, there was no bets in the AFC East. That's what we came up with. No. There. Yeah. The bills are going to win it. Bills are going to win. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Bills are going to win it. And you probably shouldn't lay that big price on it. Coming back defensive player of the year in the NFL. We'll update all the scores as well. Primetime action. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 